Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. A very, very warm welcome to my dearest listeners out there. Um, I'm going to be real honest before I move to the main topic of this episode, which is that, frankly, right now, I'm in the middle of preparing the content for virtue signaling. And, uh, you know, along with so many more uh actually it's like doing a lot of research all the time and figuring out which article is going to be helpful for supporting the uh supporting details for the ideas that i have and uh there's a huge misinformation out there and there's going to be a lot of uh filtering and critical thinking done in order for the um a successful filtering of good versus bad articles to be done so and it's been uh it's taking me a while because um there's a lot to filter through so that's why but it's in the middle of preparation and i will be recording it pretty soon i think maybe this evening i'll try or tomorrow but you know it's it's gonna be really soon um so without any further ado the main topic of this episode is going to be about i just opened my laptop sorry about that uh so the main topic of this episode is going to be about the narc and your diet so the narcissist and your diet and why why did I call it this way? Okay. So, essentially, um, you might not have uh, very bad body issues. Especially, you'll notice this, especially if you're uh, distancing yourself from the narcissists. And I'm emphasizing the S because a lot of people might be in your life that are controlling you controlling your perspective of how you should see yourself, um, how you should see your body, and what kind of image, what kind of mental image you have over yourself. Um, Usually what will happen is the farther away you are from these people, like the less amount of contact you have with these people, the more comfortable you'll be with yourself and the more confident you'll feel in your own skin and it's happened to me very very well um actually it's been pretty pretty gradual and it only happened to me even though i've been fighting this and resisting this but it's just so inevitable your brain is gonna have to get back to those moments and remind you as terribly and horribly and terrifyingly and grossly as possible Uh, your brain is going to remind you of those flashbacks where you felt like you couldn't uh, speak or say a word or defend yourself when you were attacked. Literally, uh, for your personal taste, say, in wearing certain type of jeans or the way you wear your t-shirts underneath, tucked uh, in the jeans, for example, or if you are always accustomed to wearing, um, I don't know, jackets maybe, or shirts, or coats, or whatever. 
Um, and, you know, everyone has their personal own style when it comes to clothing. But then a narcissist will judge you over that, too. And even diet, like, the narcissist will, will even uh, criticize you every single time they get, every single opportunity they get to over what you're eating, how you're eating it, the amount of times you're eating it, with whom you're eating it, and why you're eating it, every single question out there. Um, and it's just so frustrating and so annoying um, to be in that situation. Um, but the further away you get from these people, the less amount of contact you have with these narcissists, the better you're going to feel about yourself. The more confident you're going to love your body, the more confident and comfortable you'll be with what you're eating, how you're eating it, the amount of times you're eating it, why you're eating it, how you're eating it, and all the fucking questions you can ask. And the clothing as well. And I think that clothing and diet go in the same vein. And it's pretty much uh, part, of, uh, part of the personal taste. Now, the focus of this episode is going to be mainly about the narcissist and the diet. Whether or not you cook, or you're discovering your new hobby of cooking like I am, or you have never cooked, or you've tried to eat something that was made, was fairly quickly made, you know, um, outside of the house, um... Any single information that is given to the narcissist will be used against you, can and will be used against you. Um, any, any information you give the narcissist about your diet, anything you eat, even if they just casually ask you, like this is the trap I usually fall in, in where they will casually ask me like where have I ate where have I eaten or what I have eaten um, and and stuff like that if I ever ate outside and uh, first times they will be quiet and maybe even staring at you for a while but then they won't give you uh, much of a comment that they will insult you with but later on if it repeats itself even just one more time you know uh, a second or a third time um, and it and by the way, I think most likely if you're still living with a narcissist, uh, they will notice, they will concentrate and highlight the stupidest things you do. And they will make sure that anything that is personal to you, like even just eating out because there's no food at home, uh, when you're just eating out for the sake of eating, um, for even or even just enjoying a meal that you haven't uh, had been eating at home for a pretty fucking damn long time because you know how narcissists love bread crumbing us with delicious nutrition nutritious uh, foods and meals and so the one time we'd like to spoil ourselves with a delicious meal that we have been yearning to eat for a while but haven't been eaten at home for the longest time uh we're blamed for it uh we're constantly in this position of being put as the enemy that they have to endure this person who 
does not appreciate the food they're cooked. Which, by the way, um, the food they even are cooking isn't even good. I'm not gonna lie. The amount of times I complained about the food at home, it was a nightmare because I could not even have the right to complain. And it was, it was, it was not as good as it used to. This is true. And like I said in the previous episode of the celebration and how it felt so fake, it's look at those occasions where uh, a guest might come over. You will notice how the quality and the quantity of food will increase substantially and it, it'll feel like you're eating at a fancy a fancy five-star restaurant but then at the daily routine of things and when it comes to eating a normal diet every day it's boring as fuck and it t- it's tasteless and it doesn't even have a flavor to it it's so pale and so like it's just so like it's cooked with bitterness and coldness and hatred towards you like you're not even worthy of eating that meal that they're preparing and so they prepare with a lot of coldness a lot of of, a lot of carelessness you know and and you don't even have the right to blame them you don't even have the right to complain over how their food sucks and the, the the moment you do so the moment you're causing them a narcissistic injury and a narcissistic rage and when you do that you're obviously hurting their fragile feelings of uh grandiosity and um incredible amounts of self-hatred that they have towards themselves and so when you complain sorry my nose is running right now because i'm so hyped up (laughs) um so basically when you are trying to be you know honest and you're trying to express your opinion over the food they're cooking and it's not tasteful at all the one time you're gonna go ahead and spoil yourself and you're just gonna want to eat something outside because the food in the house is so boring and just not delicious at all they're also gonna be blaming you and you're you're always you're also gonna be this person who's gonna be treated like their enemy like an enemy of theirs who is always going against their will because remember it's the will of the narcissist or the highway it's the narcissist's way or the highway and so you can't really have much to say about that i mean not that you don't but to them to the narcissist you have nothing to say and you shouldn't say anything you just you should be uh, appreciating what's going on you should be appreciative of the fact that they did an effort and they're trying to please you and they're trying to cook delicious meals for you even though you know their meals are so fucking shitty and they have no taste at all um so just a sec now when it comes to you and your personal choice of the things you want to eat um and the way that they blame you and put things um you know they make you feel like it's so shameful and faulty and wrong to eat the stuff you usually do eat and the stuff you've always been eating since your childhood um you know that point it's going to be something very very irritating and annoying and it's gonna drive you insane also
And that's what they want because that's also their narcissistic supply. If you're giving them the praise and the compliments and the attention they're seeking, it's narcissistic supply. If you're angry and irritated and pissed off over the way that they're attacking your personality for saying nothing but bad words over the way they cook because it's so miserable and so tasteless, you're also providing them with narcissistic supply. On top of that, the narcissistic rage, which is going to be flipped over against you in a sec, and you're going to be the blame and the source of all the trouble and the shame and the guilt and the whole, every single thing that's bad is going to be thrown onto you and it's going to be put on your shoulders. And remember this also. They will track your diet and they will make you hate yourself. The longer you stay with a narcissist, the 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 more pleased they will be to see that you are miserable. And even though you're thin, you might be thin, okay? You you might be you might have gained a few pounds or kilograms and they don't show on you at all because maybe your metabolism is really fast or because you're essentially really an active person and you love to walk everywhere you love to 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 keep your body active you know it's not necessarily working out and doing all sorts of uh intensive muscle exercises but just in general you know sorry uh, you'd like to take walks every now and then, um, and just keep yourself activated, you know, um, they love to see the sadness on your face, the moment you don't like what's going on, or they will love that look on your face when there isn't food provided at home, literally, it's a, a, how do I say it, um, a campaign for starvation when it comes to the narcissist remember the bread crumbing they will give you like the tiniest teeniest smallest bits amounts of food and emotional love and availability they will give you it's it's the exact same thing with food except either way you cannot complain and that's the point you cannot complain at all and you cannot say that you dislike this thing because it's it's going to be a nightmare for you right there and then. And so what happens usually is that um, you're going to be miserable. You're going to hate the fact that there is no food at all provided. And even if you want food to be provided and even if you want to spend money on some food to have it you know at home and maybe even cook it yourself because you can't even you despise the food that they cook because it's so tasteless and so like just doesn't have any niceness to it um it's (laughs) they will eat your food um for example, say you work today and tomorrow and you've cooked a quantity that is supposedly su- supposed to be enough for you today and tomorrow. And so you ate, for example, a third of it to, to now as lunch. And then you left, for example, two thirds of it for 
tomorrow as lunch. Um, and and in the situation, the narc has also cooked a meal for themselves, but it won't be uh, it won't be uh, something that they will appreciate themselves because the meal that they've cooked themselves is going to be left, and the meal you cooked is going to be eaten. So the the one third you ate is already gone. The two thirds is going to be split into two, and so you're only going to be left with. It's not even it's not even two thirds anymore. The, they eat the whole two thirds and leave you without anything. And the meal that they prepared is not going to be cooked. Uh, it's not going to be eaten. Sorry. Um, for example, if if you have something like if you've gone through surgery over your teeth, or have braces, or or generally speaking, you don't like that food in particular. Um, you're not just gonna eat that meal because simply it has that kind of ingredient in there, um, and so you have the right to like everybody else. You know, if you don't like something, you're not gonna eat it. It's not like it's gonna be a starvation mode if you don't eat that thing. But that's the thing that they go from an extreme to the other, trying to explain to you why eating that thing that you dislike precisely as something extremely important. It's gonna be nutritious to you, which which doesn't even necessarily mean that it is supposed to be nutritious. Because you just don't like it. It doesn't have to be so forcefully um, loved, you know, and appreciated. You don't like it. You don't prefer it. Like, what the, what the fuck is the problem with that? But there is a problem with that also. Because someone like me who doesn't like, uh, for example, meat in general, um, doesn't make me hate chicken and fish, for example. I love chicken and I love all kinds of fish. I don't like meat precisely because it's too hard for me to chew on. And it's not just because I have braces now, but it's ever since I was a child, like I just disliked meat in general. But still, that always remained a problem for the narcissist because they can never like the way that you prefer things over the others. Even if they still cook things for you specifically because you don't eat meat the day that they cook the meat, you're also going to be blamed because then you're a spoiled brat and you're not appreciative of anything that they do for you. And so it's always going to be on your back. It's it's something that's constantly going to keep haunting you and uh, reminding you of how uh, unappreciative you are of the efforts of the narcissist. Uh, so that's the way you're always constantly going to be made to feel. And let me go back to the point I referred to earlier. They will love the look on your face when you are not happy with, uh, the meal that you, like, when you, when you don't find food at home and when you're active and constantly active and you're keeping yourself hyped up and you're moving your body and you're not really lazy you're just moving around a lot and you you have on top of that you also have a fast metabolism um you are <laughs> your misery is the pleasure of the narcissist and even if you're thin and you still gained a few kilograms or pounds or or, or ounces even they will love they would love to see that look on your face when 
you're getting thinner again and you're losing that weight you've just gained especially if you know that you have very fast metabolism which burns food already so quickly yet it doesn't matter because what matters the most is how the narcissist sees you and so even if they're happy that you're losing weight it doesn't matter anymore because to them the happiest they are is is the the most miserable that you are and so really the thing that is just going to be to to, to to be haunting you uh, forever is the fact that <sighs> the narcissist is always gonna be watching you, how you eat, when you eat, where you eat, how much it costs for you to eat that meal, and how often, and all those kinds of questions. Even though they shouldn't interfere in the first place and it's something totally personal for you. No, it doesn't matter because the narcissist always has the right to interfere. And if you ever interfere, if if they had ever had a diet, which by the way, it's going to be only fake and only for the... Only for the purpose of getting attention and praise, but they also, uh, you know, when they when, when the narcissist... Uh, quote-unquote restricts themselves on food and they're trying to lose weight uh, they will post that on social media everywhere but then when it comes to real life they're constantly and always eating outside and they're eating the the fastest food that's made ever and they're eating the meals that are not even healthy at all and and it makes them easier for them to get more attention and praise on social media because that's what they're always seeking and that's what they're addicted to. And so there's no wonder that they're uh, the whole the whole purpose of um, doing the whole diet, which doesn't even comprise of a real diet anyway, but the whole purpose of creating that fake uh, healthy person that they seek to be. Um, it's only going to be there for attention and for praise. Again, narcissistic supply. When it comes to them, and even if you're trying to to, to raise their awareness and uh, advise them over how unhealthy the rhythm that they're eating food at, or unhealthy the patterns that they eat their diets at, you know, um, how unhealthy it is, it's gonna be a blame shame game on you and you shouldn't do that to them because that's hurtful for their feelings but it's okay for them to do that to you it's okay for them to do that same fucking shit to you because you deserve it they fucking don't and so it's double fucking standards game that they're playing on you and so you don't even have the right to tell them what's going on. You don't even have the right to tell them that they're wrong, that they're doing this thing for fake uh, attention and praise, which they don't even deserve, but they do it anyway because it's fueling them and it's giving them the narcissistic supply they're always going to be addicted to and they're never going to have enough of. And that's the way it is for them. It's never going to be different from then on, right? And so that's how it is with narcissists. It's, it's double standards. It's gaslighting. It's blame-shame game on you if you ever try to raise their awareness over how stupid and fake their, their mission is going to be in front of everyone. And remember, the whole focus is on how perfect the image they want to display to the world is. And underneath the surface, they're nothing but liars and, uh, 
you know, uh, zero empaths and they don't really have genuine empathy for others and they like to always feed on that monster of grandiosity um, regardless of how others should feel and it's all like the world should only revolve around the narcissist and nobody else and so yeah and even if you eat something that you know um that is of your personal choice it shouldn't be like that it should only be according to what the narcissist wants you to eat again it's either the narcissist's way or the highway and they will not they will never ever hesitate to guilt trip you uh smear campaign over you like they will they will go ahead and smear your reputation on a campaign literally meaning gossiping behind your back uh stabbing you on your back when they are spreading rumors on you and they're telling people things they shouldn't even be uh you know uh, aware of about you they will go ahead and just do all this dirty childish stuff behind your back and uh come to you like a clean slate like nothing happened but it's all boiling underneath the surface and um everybody now is against you because narcissist has successfully ruined your reputation and made you feel guilty of yourself and made you feel very hateful of your body and very ashamed of how you look and uh feeling like you're the ugliest person out there nobody's gonna like you uh nobody's gonna appreciate how you look unless you're staying with the narcissist because the narcissist wants you to stay forever and the world is gonna be evil and torturous and merciless towards you but the narcissist fucking loves you and the narcissist always cares for you when clearly they call you a a spoiled brat they call you fat ass they call you a uh, a giraffe they call you uh i don't know a skinny skin on bone girl or boy they'll call you anything that is hurtful and that is triggering but that's fine but if if you leave them behind and decide to uh go out to the world and make real friends with people who truly appreciate you and uh, love you for who you are then no that's not allowed because the narcissist hates that threat of you leaving because you're the narcissistic supply and you should always stay regardless of how bad you feel about yourself Again, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that you stay around the narcissist because it's going to give them more narcissistic supply and attention and care. And it's going to, quote-unquote, fill in the gap that they have always had that's never been filled and it's never going to be filled. And so your mission is to, uh, how do we say, endlessly fill in that hole inside of them, which is never fillable anyway. Um, to try to please them constantly, which they're never really pleasable anyway. Oh my god, it's just paradox on top of paradox on top of paradox. Oh my goodness. It's so fucking exhausting to talk about narcissists this way, but it's just the way that my brain keeps attacking me with these 
flashbacks and these ideas and these thoughts and I have to talk about these because otherwise it's gonna haunt me in my dreams and it's gonna keep me restrained and it's just not gonna do me any well and it's gonna keep me angry all the time and so it's better to talk about it like this uh to let you know you know what I'm saying like just to <laughs> to let you know that there are thoughts that it's just you know um topics like these should be shared and talked about and not like uh repressed or hidden for whatever reason i think everyone should have the right to complain over the stuff they dislike and the misery in the of the circumstances that they live in um because it's much better and healthier to talk about it like this than to go ahead and uh throw something and break something or kill somebody or kill yourself or just do the worst things ever no that's not healthy that's not helpful and that's definitely gonna be something that's gonna haunt you later and it's not gonna be good so basically um so yeah in conclusion basically what i'm trying to say is don't ever allow the narcissist to have the power over how you should live your life basically it's up to you and you're the only uh you should be your own boss when it comes to this like no matter what the narcissist will say no matter how hard they'll try to bring their flying monkeys onto you and they will try to convince you because they've done a lot of hard work trying to convince you but they uh, you were invincible to them so in their attempt to uh, to make it more difficult for you, if they ever try to bring in flying monkeys or golden child or enablers uh, for the agenda to be fulfilled and the prophecy to be fulfilled, um, no, you should never allow any of those people to influence you, influence how you should uh, cho uh, choose to live your life what kind of things you choose to love, what kind of things you choose to hate, what kind of things you choose to agree with or disagree with, what kind of people you want to hang out with or not engage in any event with. It, it's all up to you. You should be your own boss and you should be the only person who's going to be uh, in control of your situation and your situation only. If the narcissist is trying to be a control freak, that is their problem and that is their responsibility. And like I always mention in the personal bill of rights, which I strongly recommend that you listen to them, um, you are not responsible for anybody's problems, feelings, actions, or sayings or whatever. You know what? You're not. And you're only gonna allow the people who are gonna Create a positive change in your life only, okay? Close that circle. Close that parentheses. Keep it protective. Build walls if it takes to protect your own self from uh, the most precious things to be taken away from you, like love, like care, like empathy, like ability to hug. For God's sake, you know what? I'm going to talk about uh, skin deprivation and, um, uh, you know, touch... Uh, Skin starvation and touch deprivation, I think. Because in these times, it's extremely important to talk, to talk about that. Yeah, and it's going to be a detailed, uh, loud, hopefully, episode. 
rant talking about um, these skin uh, starvation and touch, touch deprivation during these times and it's really important to talk about that uh, because it's very heartbreaking uh, the social distancing thing is so fucking heartbreaking so um, anyway without any further ado I thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope you learned something and you got something out of this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and telling you about this stuff um, hopefully it made sense by the end of the day and that's what matters to me is that you get the message you listen and you engage the way you want and hopefully one day you know I'll be able to have live Q&A sessions or uh, ask me whatever it is you want session on a video where you can see me and I'll interact with you on a personal level you know what I really hope that one day I'll be able to do that someday I will be able to do that and you will connect with me on a friendly way and a personal level which I love it and so yeah it's just gonna take uh you know it's only a matter of time and patience and money and I'll be there <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to see this podcast successful and thriving, uh, don't hesitate to support it, even with the smallest amount. It'll be very much appreciated. And of course, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening to this episode, and I'll see you in the next one.